Hey, it's great to be back and having you back again listening in on today's podcast. Some great teaching, some valuable lessons, great analogies that uh, Jesus is giving. So uh, pay attention close on this one. This is Matthew. This is still his great speech on Sermon on the Mount. You know, I think there's 107 verses. So we're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 through 32. And here's what it says. You have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court, your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask, and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Now, we're going to key on a couple of those statements that he makes, but there's a lot of uh, impactful information or illustrations that Jesus is giving. I I like what Mohammed the Gandhi once said, and he said that an eye for an eye blinds the whole country. That's a powerful statement when you think about it by itself. Let me give you a short summary of Jesus, what, what he illustrates, some key examples and analogies. There's, there's five key ones that I pick up on. First of all, he talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And secondly, if you are slapped, what should you do? If you are sued in court, what next? Number four, if you are required to carry someone else's gear, how should you react? And number five is someone wants to borrow from you. What are you supposed to do? So really this whole theme is if you zoom out a little bit, it's really about our attitude and reaction. How do we react to things? Did you ever see the TV show still comes on? It's called What Would You Do with John Quinones? And he puts people in the, in the awkward situation that they're hearing something that they don't like and they knows that. But then how are they going to react? Some people shy away. Some people stick up for the right thing to do and take a stand. And others kind of go along with the wrong. So it's really about our attitude. What kind of decisions do we make? Now, turning the cheek the other way, this one's a good one. Should we turn the other cheek? What did Jesus mean by this? Much of the material surrounding Jesus' command to turn the other cheek complements the nature of his coming which was characterized by mercy, sacrificial love, and long-suffering towards sinners. And at the same time, Jesus affirms the last is first, principle upon which the kingdom of God is based. For instance, he tells us to go the extra mile for someone who is abusing us. You can see that in Matthew 5.41. And to love and pray for our enemies instead of holding enmity against them. That's down in verse 44. So in summary, Jesus is saying we need to be pure inside and out as accommodating as possible for the sake of a what? That's a lost world. Jesus said it's a lost world. Just a little interesting factoid that I found out speaking to some Jewish friends of mine. And they said that in the Jewish custom that to strike someone with the opposite hand is not permissible. And it's not permissible to use the backhand. 
So if you're slapping someone with one hand, and I think it's the right hand, if you slap them, and if the person turns the other cheek, you are not allowed to or you're unable to slap them with an open hand versus the back hand. Which almost tells me when I look at that and I hear that story or that custom, it makes me realize that it's almost like as if Jesus was saying, don't put yourself in that situation again. Turn the other cheek so you can't be slapped again. It's just an interesting side note that I learned about. So I find it uh, really compelling. And, and when you think about it, if you put yourself in a bad situation like that, why would you do it twice? Don't put yourself in that situation. Jesus, however, does not permit personal retaliation at all amongst his followers. Jesus' way is not to, I, how do I say this? Jesus' way is really not to insist on justice, but to find victory through suffering and the cross. So Jesus dying on the cross. If we look at 1 Peter 2.23, it says, He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threatened revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. Jesus is really speaking about any personal slights of any kind. So the slap or the smiting, as it says in the King James Version, doesn't have to be involve literal physical violence. Uh, even in our day, we, we use that term, a slap in the face. It's a metaphor for an unexpected insult or an offense. Did someone insult you? Let him. That's what Jesus is saying. Are you shocked and offended? Don't be. And don't return insult for insult. Or like we like to say it tit for tat. But turn the other cheek. Very symbolic. Here's Matthew Henry's comment on the, the verse. I think it's helpful. He says, quote, Suffer any injury that can be borne for the sake of peace, committing your concerns to the Lord's keeping. And the sum of all is that Christians must avoid disputing and striving. If any say flesh and blood cannot pass by such an affront, let them remember that the flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And those who act upon right principles will have most peace and comfort. This comes from his concise commentary. Realistically, turning the other cheek does not imply pacifism, right? Nor does it mean we place ourselves in others in danger because of this. Jesus' Jesus's command is to turn the other cheek is simply a command to forego retaliation for personal offenses. It was not the intent of Jesus about setting a government foreign policy and, and he, was, he, was, he wasn't thrown out the judicial system. Crimes can still be prosecuted and wars can still be waged, but the follower of Christ need to defend his personal rights or avenge his honor. So he can defend your own rights, but he's saying it's not necessary. You don't need to do it. It's tough to chew on that, isn't it? In John 18, 23, Jesus said, If I said something wrong, testify to what was wrong. But if I spoke correctly, why did you strike me? That's a good question. First Peter uh, chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. 
I love this. It says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That's what God has called you to do. And he will bless you for it. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. I think this is a powerful word when he says search. Search for peace. So when we search crime scenes, for example, we don't leave anything unturned. We are constantly looking for clues, connections, trace evidence that uh, help us solve the problem or this mystery. So that's what he's saying here. Search it out well. Be alert. Now, when we look at verse 42 of Matthew 5, it's regarding debt. About Really, it's about do you borrow from people or let people borrow from you? And he says in Romans 13, 8, Owe no man anything. In Deuteronomy 15, verses 10 through 11, this is very rich. He says, quote, Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. There will always be some in the land who are poor. Did you notice that? He said always. That is why I am commanding you to share freely with the poor and with other Israelites in need. Unquote. I was in a leadership class that was being hosted by Poudre School District, and they probably had about 100 students at CSU and they had the sheriff, myself, and other uh, community leaders uh, there to answer questions and give a brief talk about what was leadership like and what it meant. And I noticed in the classroom, there was a student there. I later met him, Terry, and he was blind, or is blind, I should say. And when they were asking questions, he kept raising his hand as like he was going to pull his arm out of his socket trying to reach his hand up. And the teacher never called on him for one reason or another. And it bothered me. And finally, when the questioning was done, uh, and then I had to give the closing speech, if you will, I said, you know, I saw this young man here pointing to him. What's your name? And someone said, his name's Terry. And I said, Terry, you had a question. And I want to answer that. I noticed something that Terry did that no one else in the classroom did. When I asked him what his question was, he stood up. None of the other students stood up when they asked their questions. But Terry, somehow or another, had the character or the value lesson taught at home to stand when you're asking a question. And then here come the dynamite question that I started to think, why did I ask? But here is this question. He said, will I ever be given the opportunity or the chance to be a leader because I am blind? Ooh, that was tough. And that occurred on July 14th, 2004. I can remember it. It was at a CSU music camp where they were teaching this leadership. And you could hear a pin drop in the room because the question was directed at me. And I explained to Terry that he's an example of leadership. 
that he exhibits leadership every day that he can get off that bus or travel to CSU or go to school blind, putting one step in front of the other without being able to see. Not too many students are willing to do that. He had the living example of blind faith. And in leadership, it does take faith. And I explained to him, I said, Terry, you demonstrate leadership the minute you stood up to ask your question. And just to be amongst this class of people, you, you, you exhibit leadership in everything that you do. And you know what his response was? He said, I never thought of it that way. You know what, There's, that's why God teaches us to captivate every thought. But I can tell you this much, Garrett was on a quest searching for truth. He didn't want to be shunned or made fun of, he just wanted a chance. And how do we accept the things in life without trying to get revenge or to get even with someone? Well, you do what Garrett did, be on the road to find out. Debate looks for differences. Dialogue looks for solutions. When we look in our world today and see so much chaos and debate about what is right or wrong, we have missed the opportunity to look for solutions. In closing, I, I've concluded that the best inheritance a father can leave his children is a good example. So, Swallowing anger were ang swallowing angry words is much better than having to eat them. Wouldn't you agree? Thanks for joining me today and I hope you enjoyed it and God bless you richly.